Hallelujah. You are welcome back to church, and we want to thank God for his goodness, for his grace. No matter what we see and how we feel, I think God is a good God. Tell someone God is a good God. Is God not a good God? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I have been praying and asking God what food to serve his people. For me, it's what the Spirit is saying that is the most important thing. Is not what you think you've prepared, but what is God saying? I believe that we have every believer or everybody need to get to some stages with God. And I will read the scripture, First John chapter 1, verse 1. that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have handled, and which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life concerning the word of life. I love this scripture that when man begins, the first thing that happens is that we hear that what we have heard, all of us have heard something, that's why we came to Christ. Jesus was at a well with a woman and spoke certain things about the woman. The woman believed Jesus, ran to the city and told the people, I met a man who told me all, all uh, who was able to tell me all the things about my life. The people were not there. They heard the woman saying it. But they rushed to go and see what kind of man is it. When they went, they told the woman later that it's not because you have said it, but we ourselves have experienced it by ourselves. You see, we don't just only need to hear people saying God can do this, God will do this, God is powerful. We need to move to the next level. From the beginning, the things we have heard, and that is the one that brought faith in your life that makes you move towards God, that wants you to serve God, that wants you to obey God. But it's not enough to be hearing and hearing and hearing. What you've heard needs to be, be made practical in your life. 
He said, the things that we have heard, the things that we have what seen, isn't it? What we hear can be passed by through people. You know, something happened at Atomic. But not all of us were there. The whole city was in panic because we're hearing. Those who were even around this area were running. I don't know where they were going. I, 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 I learned some, some of yeah. We heard it. Some of us saw the uh, the flash. It went very high. And it brightened very well. So all of us we saw it and it created other faith or fear. Then we put interpretation based on the past experience. The rain that was even helping, we thought it was part of a ghost coming. Because rain has come before and certain things, dangerous things that happened before. So when the rain started coming, some people were even more afraid because it was raining. So the panic itself was more dangerous than the fire. What we have heard, I'm talking about the fire now, listen to me. What we have heard, whenever the Bible says faith cometh by what? Hearing. What do you hear? What have you heard? about Jesus Christ? What have you heard about the one by you? Is it the right information or the wrong information? What we have heard when you hear something, don't just hear and be there. Make sure you verify whether what you've heard like the people of Beria, when they heard about Christ, they found out, anytime you preach, they will go around and find out what you preach, whether it was the right stuff. What we have heard, most of us are hearing things and sometimes the things we hear, we don't hear it well. Coming to church, you can all hear me preach but some can take it differently. Somebody can come here and make a statement, but there will be different interpretation depending from where you come from or what happened to you before the, that is linked to the, uh, the statement. Some will feel pain. Some will be very happy. Some will depending on what happens to you. 
is that what from the beginning, from the beginning, what we have heard, I love it, what we have seen with our eyes, not somebody have seen. Someone said, oh, I'm a witness. He said, what happened? He said, a friend saw it and how did you become a witness if a friend saw it and reported it to you? When you hear about Christ, your prayer is that Jesus, let me see it as it is. Let my eye see it. Give me a revelation. Let my spirit see it. Let me have an encounter with you. We have Christians that claim they belong to Jesus but cannot stand for Jesus. The reason is that some of them have heard about him but they haven't seen anything. You then become a nominal Christian which your parents told you that we were Christians. We are Christians, so you become a Christian. So they gave you Bible stories. And you know the Bible stories, you can recite them because some of us, we went to mission school, they, uh, they, teach, they make sure you were forced to stay, learn some 23 and all the different scriptures. But you need to go beyond that. And have a personal, you want to see God. What I have read, I want to see it in my life. I want to see it with my own eyes. Anyone who has seen that thing, it's difficult to convince him that it's not true. If I see this woman, and I know she's a woman, she's my wife. Nobody can convince me that she's not a woman. You can be the greatest scientist. You are not my stand to disprove that she's, a, she's not a woman. Me, I know she's a woman. But if I've only heard that there's a certain beautiful lady that is somewhere from Teshi, <laughs> wow. I'm going to mbab here. Then later they say, oh, that lady. Oh, she wasn't a woman. She's just pretending as a woman. She put something there and put weak and this. It, it will be, I can't believe that. Because if I had faith in that person, it would begin to shift. But if I know it, I've seen it myself, there's no way you can convince me that it's not true. Most Christians are walking on shallow ground. 
they have shallow faith, shallow experience, shallow listening with Jesus Christ. No wonder we compromise our faith. What we have heard, what we have seen, sometimes you can come to church and see God working miracle on people. You see miracles happen. Some of you, you know. You've seen people who are by you who have got the miracle before. Some of you were sitting by some people, they were looking for a child and they got pregnant. You've seen it happen to somebody. Don't only see things happening to somebody. It's not enough to see things happening to people. What we have seen and what we have heard, what we have seen and, and what which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon. You don't only see with your own eyes. You must critically look upon it. There are certain things you may see afar and think. Sometimes people can be very far. And when they are far, they look very young. But you get close, you'll find out that it's not the daughter, it's not the son, but it's the father or the mother. So we need to get close and look upon things very well. Don't just swallow anything. Not only looking upon it, critically examining whatever it is, but also, oh, and our hands have handled. You need to also touch it, experience it. Your hands must handle it. Handle that thing that everybody says. We say, oh, God is good. You too, taste some and see whether he's good. Don't only see God. Hear people say, God is good. Don't only see people experiencing, oh, the goodness of God. You yourself must also experience his goodness. Then you can be a good witness. You can be a witness of Christ that when you are talking, you don't just quote like the people were quoting Paul. That the Paul, the, the Jesus which Paul preaches. They haven't seen. They haven't looked upon. They haven't even handled it. They just heard it from Paul that Paul was saying it. What they had heard was what they were just quoting. And the demons don't fear what you have heard only. He came and said, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Those people, they have experience. You. Who are you? There's some situation asking you who are you. Say, oh, 
Look, it, it happened to this person. And, hey, this, God, this person, he, he believed God, I got it. And who are you? They tell him, who are you? Who are you? I want us to move from one level. As you see God, pray that God, what you hear about God, what you've been hearing at church, the preachings all over, I want it to be practical, make practical in our life. It is a practical thing in your life that you can boldly stand for in time of storms. There are certain things you cannot tell me they are not true. Even if you cut my head, I still know it is true. There are certain things if I come to you and I say it's not true, if I preach that it's not true, you won't believe it. Because you have experienced them. You cannot disprove what somebody has experienced that is not true. He has handled it. And he knows the thing is hard. And you come and tell me it is soft. If you want a strong faith, you must get to the last level. A level by having experience with your creator. With the one who called you. Experience with Jesus. Most Christians don't want to get to that because there's a commitment in that. You need to commit your life. It's not just experiencing Christ. It's not just, uh, just living anyhow. But the Bible says, without holiness, it is impossible to see God. Amen. If anybody wants to see God, the prerequisite, what you need to see him working in your life is holiness. Yet faith is the one that makes you please him. But holiness is the one that makes you see him. A holy church, when you enter, you will see the presence of God. We need all. <laughs> well, I was dealing with the same John that we are level of growth. He said, children, he spoke about children, that your sins are forgiven. What it simply means that Children are prone to sinning. Whatever any child gets, the first thing he does is put it into the mouth. Whether it will create sickness or not, it will take it and eat it. But as you grow, and the scripture says that as long as you remain what? A child. You are not different from what? A servant. So most of us, we call ourselves sons of God, and we want to just experience the things that God has promised for his sons, but as if we are living like slaves. And so that you question yourself, what a contradiction. The Bible says, if you are a son, this is what you must do, but I've been treated like a, a, a servant. No. Now I say that the heir, as long as what? He is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all. 
So the reason why you are not mastering it, you are not taking whatever, you are not able to take it because you have become a child. And God cannot just treat you like a son because you are a child. You have to be under tutors, you have to be under governor, somebody has to take care of you. A house help must tell you what you must eat. And she is the one who should tell you at what time you should eat. Even though you are the master of the house. But she controls your food, controls the type of dress you, you, you put because the mother is going to work. You cannot just walk into the, the fridge or this and take anything. When you shout at you, stop! Even though you are the leg legitimate uh, heir of the fridge, but they are telling you, stop! If you want to be able to open it and take anything and drink and eat, grow. Prophet. Oh. So you must understand. Say, oh, Pastor, I prayed, I cast, I tried to cast out the demon, and the demon is not going. Grow. Yeah. Say, Prophet, why is it that is some people, when they just pray, they get results? Me, I pray, I don't get results. Prophet, I said, the Bible says that, see, the Bible says that whatsoever you desire, when you pray and you, is you get and have desire to have an, an, a, 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 a jet. <laughs> Can you handle a jet? Some of you, if God give you a car, you backslide. Because you are a child. Children play with things like toys. How many of you? will give your gun, your pistol, if they've given you one, to your four-year boy when you're going out. I said, you keep it. When you get the thief, shoot it. How many of you will leave it? Why? Huh? By the time you come, even if you're out, you yourself, you will have peace in your mind. Because you've loaded the gun, you give it to this baby, this, this child, who doesn't, uh, who thinks that everything is a toy. He can even put it in the mouth to eat it. <laughs> Before you realize. <laughs> but you will never do that. How do you think God, even you who is evil, you won't do that? Do you think God will do that? As long as you become a child, you remain and you are treated like a servant or a slave. That is why some of us, we are sons, born again, tongue-talking, children, but still like slaves in the spiritual realm. Being enslaved by sin, being enslaved by the devil, being enslaved by some kind of wild dreams, you can't sleep, being enslaved. Grow. I say what? Grow. 
I say what? A prophet. He said, children, your sins are what? Every child. Sin, when you get born again, is very easy to sin, isn't it? When people are sinning and they come to me, oh, pastor, people are saying, look, if they grow and they get to a certain level, you don't need to take a whip and follow them that don't sin. They see sin as not part of them. If you are a child, you can get, the, it doesn't matter what kind of dress, they can put a white dress. You'll get anything. You put your hand on it. You will stain the dress. But if you grow, and you put a white dress, and you get to where there's stain, you are very careful, and you won't stain it. So children, by all means, will continue to sin. That is why I say, in this church, I don't think we are all, we are saint. I don't say we are saint. We are saint. But saint, we have baby saint. And we have. <laughs> and we have, we have levels of sin. Some are babies. They are saint, but they are babies. And they behave like babies. Saint that is behaving like babies. I said there are two things you can be. For me, unbeliever is we have a natural man. You know, we have a natural man. And we have what? Spiritual man. Uh -huh. We have what again? Carnal man. The natural man is not born again, cannot understand the things of God. But you can be a Christian who is a carnal Christian. And it, there's no difference between a carnal Christian and a natural man. They all behave the same way. That is why you are shocked and you are very surprised to see to hear or see a Christian, some Christians doing some things. Yes, I won't doubt their new birth, but I will doubt their growth. If your child, you behave carnally. Little thing, you are angry with somebody, sometimes you say, oh wow. A fight which your great-grandfather and somebody's great-grandfather was fighting. They died. And your father came, he to he fought and died. Then you have come and maybe you may be walking with the person that you realize this person is this person then something happened as if there's war between you, two of you. Kana. You are born again but said, Kana. If you are born again and you grow, look, it breaks the burial of tribals, color, and any other thing. Yeah. It is only carnal Christians that begin to see the difference between colors and parties and all other things. Yeah. When you are mature, you meet a Christian who is born again from even any other place. One, he's got Christ in him. You treat him like a brother. 
But warning. Carnal believers. You don't walk with them like mature Christians. As a warning. But they behave the same way. Like the natural man. So if you are a lady or a man and you are working with a carnal man or carnal woman, don't visit the person at an odd hours where there are no human beings. <laughs> but the carnality will show. He will behave the same way like an unbeliever. The same way if you are leaving things in the hand of a carnal Christian, he will like to cheat. He will like to deceive. Because he behaves exactly like a natural man. The natural man have the tendency to cheat and to do all other things. The body controls him. The mind controls the person. So he said, oh, pastor, somebody told me, have for me, I will never take a Christian into my house. Because Christian number one came and he stole your things, your shoe. A shoe for what? Christian number two came and he, he, he took your, your purse. And so what? So you then put all of us, including me, <laughs> that all of us are thieves. If you don't understand that we have level of growth and deal with people with the level of their growth, you will always be disappointed. Young man. Then he came to the young man. Young man, I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning? I love that. Fathers, let me go to the young man first. They'll come to the father. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. Young in your youth time, that is where you're vibrant. They are overcomers, they are fighters. So we use young men to do battle and warfare. That's why, maybe, the reason why Moses didn't lead them. Moses was like a father. He knows the way. He knows the ways of the Lord because fathers have knowledge. And we need fathers to guide us, to lead us as we walk into the promised land. But when it comes to the real battle, warfare, it takes the young man. Young man, Maranti. Young man, he said, You have overcome. Young men have battled to fight. Young men have, they have. Their bodies are prone to sin. They are always fighting sin. 
Oh, the, 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 Bible says, flee you for what? Last. Ah. At a point, you are vibrant. All your organs work very well. If it's channeled to a wrong place, Hashem. Young men, they are always fighting. They have temptations are coming and they're overcoming temptation here and there. Very vibrant, fighting and praying. That when you go, you see prayer warriors. Most of them are young men. With their zeal. Let's pray. Yes. Let them do few mistakes. Young men. They are adventurous. They try anything with them. They see anything happening, they want to reproduce it. Go to a meeting, they see somebody spin like this. They want to spin when they are praying. Yeah. Young man, <laughs> young man, allow them. Don't just don't condemn them. Allow them and guide them, fathers. Don't fight them. Sometimes they are too noisy for the older generation. Allow them. <laughs> don't make them old men. They are young men. <laughs> young men overcome temptation. They are fighting temptation here and there. Some of them will do everything to. They are fasting so that they fast because of they want to overcome a temptation. Young men, they fast, not to cast a demon, but for one single temptation that is in their body. Because they want to overcome. Young men always want to overcome. Because where come from te temptation? James 1, 13 to 14. Because they are they're very, oh my God. If I'm a, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. People think it's God who tempts people. It's not God. This is what is in us already. I said the other day that you cannot be tempted with what is already not, you don't like. For temptation to come, if you say, I am tempted to take money, you like money. If you say, I am tempted to eat rice, it means that you like rice. The food you don't like, nobody can tempt you with that food. Am I lying? There are certain things, if I bring it, some of you, if I bring a petition on your vomit, you, there's no way. If I leave you and a petition in the room for 10 days, you will only vomit and feel nauseous. You won't like it, the sense. But let me not put it in the same room. Let us put it there. <laughs> Look at it. 
you see, there's something in some people that will. So magnetic, listen. It's inside. It only the sin attract what is inside you. If you are tempted by tall women, it's because you like tall women. If you are tempted by fair women, because you like fair ones. If you are tempted by black ones, it's because you like black ones. If you are tempted by some slim one, the same. If round one, the same. It's inside you. The same thing is, if you are also tempted by some men with sidebends, you like sidebends. If you are tempted by someone, hey, hey, pastor, if I see a man, a very, a very, 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 <laughs> pastor, pray with me. I won't pray with you. <laughs> you're, 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 what is inside me is, is it, it attracts. It's difficult to be tempted with what you don't like. What you like to tempt you. Some people don't like phones. So if you put the phone there, but some people, you put some type of phone, they are born again. Something will then begin to trigger. Mm, I like this type of phone. Can I buy it? If I can buy it, why then? Then back, 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 back. You are praying that when we close, the person will forget and leave it. Then you'll find it. You are not selling it. You take it. So all of you should look at it. Whatever tempts you is already what you like. Some of us like people in prominent places. So if the person is in a prominent place, even if he's not handsome or beautiful, <laughs> you see yourself being attracted to the person. <laughs> Meanwhile, you meet people in the street that are struggling. Sometimes I'm more endowed in some other areas than the one who is in a prominent place. But your passing by, it never tempts you. You know when you go, they are going to suffer. <laughs> so don't say that God tempted me. So why could the lady wanted, you know, so say, what about if if when she saw the fruit, what happened? She saw that it was what? Ah! If it was not good, you think Eve would have eaten it? She desired the fruit. 
All the time they've been going around, hey, this food got here, we shouldn't eat. <laughs> but it's nice you. <laughs> they go around. They go around and they say, they say that's all that. Ah, this lady, <laughs> this food, if you get, she will eat. So I just need to tell her, if you eat, you won't die. They know they will die. The Bible said Adam was so deceived. It was the lady that was deceived. But after Adam, he knew what he was doing. He too, he wanted to eat the food. Sometimes you want to do something and you don't know what to do, but if everybody starts doing that, you join them. Open. When the Hebrew, Hebrew boys stood in the midst of the Babylonians at school because they did not want to eat the food of the king, it didn't attempt them. It didn't. They, they've been trained. They said, we, are, we, we have never eaten this thing. This is not what we eat. But that is not what they know. That is not what they taste. The taste they have. Say, try us in this way. You think if they like trophy, you know trophy, huh? Yeah. Eh? You know what is trophy? What is trophy? Huh? <laughs> eh? eh? Turkey tail, the oily one, the one that can give you heart attack very fast. <laughs> if you like it. And you come, and I put this turkey tail down, put uh, fried rice, put it on fried yam. They go with fried yam. <laughs> there used to be some at circle. Uh, there's somebody who used to do some at circle there. I have a friend. If he gets money until the money gets finished, those things. Anytime he gets himself out of those things is when he doesn't have money. We need to keep a circle straight. <laughs> what will make somebody walk all the way from Kandanima to circle? He will even take car to go and buy trophy. Because there is something. The desire is already in him. Desires can make you go far. If you desire something and the desire is in you, you don't care. Sometimes people break ethics because of strong desires. You think David and Bathsheba, he didn't know what he was going to do. Ah! Maybe he turned Bathsheba before and saw that Bathsheba, I! This is the type of lady I want. So one day he was walking at the top there. Instead of going to war, they always say, when kings ought to go to war, when you ought to go to war, you don't go to war. When you ought to do something, you are not doing it. The devil will give you something to do. 
him there that he saw that lady bathing. You see, you may not understand. I think Ghana, we understand it. You see, our bathroom, they used to, uh, uh, they don't cover it. Isn't it? The village, they, they, they do a fence. They build a fence around and the ladies, they go there to bath. So the lady was bound. Because he was up there, it's very easy to see uh, people who are down and take advantage of them if you are on the top at the high. So when you are lifted, you are raised. Don't forget. You may see them, don't take advantage. He saw it. The first, maybe the first one he saw, he didn't do anything. But because the, the desire is there, so then the minds are there working. David, look again. Look again. Tell me the truth. So now you are driving, you see somebody, you want to look again. Look at the traveling <laughs> Is she the only person? Is she the only person walking by the roadside? You saw many people, you didn't look twice. Anybody that will make you look at her twice or him twice, be careful. That there is some magnetic, listen, that is inside you. You don't look at things you don't like twice. The ladies that buy dresses, sometimes you go and you see some dress and you see it. You go and look at it again. Hmm. You go to the market. <laughs> I don't like going to market with some people. <laughs> They'll go and stand and want to look at it, turn it like this. Stand. Say, ah! I do part. jai. But it's good. They can't. Then they will. They will start. My wife is a very good market woman. She knows how to negotiate. Sometimes she negotiates the price and me, myself. Who is not the one who is selling it? I start feeling for the one who is selling. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, sometimes after we've even bought it, I feel we've cheated a person. I said, oh, and she'll tell me, oh, if she hadn't made profit, she would sell it. <laughs> because there's something. <laughs> if there's no profit in what? <laughs> in giving it, the person won't give it. He wanted to cut our neck, but me too, I didn't give them, I gave the hair. Thank you very much. After that, we say, look at your face. Some of the way on them, they sell it. You look at them. I'm sure you have been you be behind their man. But they are they have power to design. So temptations, especially young men, many things attract them. 
everything they see, they want to uh, exp experiment it and, 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 and see. They, they like things. But when you go to a certain level, nothing. When you were young, every car you wanted. But after you are grown, you find out that they are plastic and, uh, uh, and metal that carry people to where they are going. When you're young, little thing, when, when you were a youth, you say, oh, if I get this place, I will live there. I want the house this way. If I, you, you're going to look at people's houses and you wish you, you, you have those houses. The one day you go and live there and see that it's nothing. Young men, temptations are very, very important. They must try to deal with temptation. Temptation of life. Temptation to derail you. Temptation to move you from the course that God has called you. Temptation not to follow the path God has called you. Young men. But those young men, the Hebrew boys, they were focused. And I pray that the young men in this church will be focused. Amen. They said, we will not bow. And indeed, God moved them. First John 2, 15 to 16 uh, I think do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him mm -hmm. for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh. Most of the temptation is the lust of the flesh. Unable to tame this flesh. This flesh controlling your spirit and your mind. If you come to Tuesday meeting, you understand. I'm dealing with spiritual things. I think that the church have veered from things that will make people very strong. And I'm doing that to build people's life. That they will live victorious life. The lust of the flesh. All of us have got some kind of lust. Don't lie to me that you don't have it. You have it. You are not a tree. You are a human being. Your last of your flesh might not be the last of my flesh. But we all have some little last in us. Then the second one, all the, most of the temptation, look at it. Just analyze it, find that either the last of the flesh is in it. Mm -hmm. The last of the eyes, the thing you see, your eyes, bleh, 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 things. The eyes, you see something, you want to grab it. The last of the eyes. The thing is also, whether by foul me or by, 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 by crooked, by hook, you must get it. The last of the eyes will pull you and you are in trouble. The last of the eyes, the three things. The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes. How many of you haven't seen something which 
make you not to be able to sleep until you get it. Some of you. The last of the eyes. For some of us, our eyes. No wonder Job said. Is it Job? They will not look at a woman. Huh? Twice. Maybe he knew most, uh, 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 David was going to look at somebody twice. So he, he knew it before. He said, look, I will not look at a woman. Job, pa, who God says that this man, he feared me and what? And he chewed evil. If you hear this testimony from God, you think that Job doesn't have any temptation. But he said, I will not look at a woman because me, I have a problem there. If I look at it, one, two, three, I'll begin to uh, process it in my mind. And if I process it in my mind, before I realize, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> and once your emotion get involved, it's difficult to break it. Don't spark the fire. If you spark the fire, it may not rain that day. Then, the third one is what? And the pride of life. Ay! Pride of life. Yeah. yeah. Some of you, the reason why you even want something is not because you think you need it. So that people will know that. You too. You did. Pride of life. Some of us, pride of life will make you lose your job. Your boss spoke to you some way without thinking about the next that then you have children and listen. You say, I will resign. You haven't got any job to. You say you are resigning. It's stupidness. Excuse me to use that word. Stupidity. Don't let your emotion, the, the pride of life, make you take decision. Sit down, analyze it. Yes, the guy has uh, insulted me. Yes, true. Is that his job? No. Is he, he's also an employee. Two of us employees. And you insult, why should I run away and leave you there? We should all stay here. One day you go, me to come and take the place. So don't worry. Look at it in a positive way. And do your work until God tells you move. Let's listen to God's voice than the pride of life. The pride of life will make it very difficult for a man to say sorry to his wife. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's not only men, oh. They're women too. Ha! The pride of life. Well, let you not. You have done this. Some of you, when your husband do something, one thing, you hold it like on unfor uh, uh, the sin who Jesus spoke. A sin against the Holy Ghost. Who cannot be forgiven. <laughs> Unpardonable sin. 
At any point, you activate that sin at your will. Pride of life. Drop that. Pride of life. Pride of life. Pride of life. Will even not let you be able to relate to people you think they don't fit to come close to you. So now by church, you even don't want to relate to somebody who is not at a certain level. Somebody, are you on my level? What level are you? We are all at the level of Jesus. He's made us fit to be called the sons of God. When you come to church, you drop your post at the gate and you come and become a son and a child in the house of God. Oh. Excuse me, let some ladies never marry. Gentleman comes, propose to you. Very focused in life. But, but very raw. <laughs> Not yet processed. <laughs> it's on the way or <laughs> God is working on work in progress. <laughs> you look at the guy. You shake your head. And sometimes you cry. Say, ah, God. How, is that where I am? If this gentleman can have the boldness to come and propose to me. How people see me, brother. You don't know whether that is the future MD. You don't know whether the future MP. The future is you don't know. Nobody knows the end of somebody. If David, a shepherd boy, had proposed to Bathsheba. The military officer is saying, she would have said, you David, who are you? But that shepherd boy was to become a king. I think it's only Abigail that, that saw it a little. He said, David, don't do that. Don't kill that man, Nabal. Don't kill him, because in future, what you're going to be? Is this another? If you kill him, then you'll find that because of one goat, eh? One goat, what? You've killed the man. After you've then come and you own, you have everything at the bosa. You just regret for killing somebody for just a goat. 
leave him. Let him die his own death so that you don't carry the guilt in your life. I believe this sensible advice hit David's heart. I said, okay, if the man die, I'll come for you. <laughs> don't pray for somebody's husband to die. <laughs> Or wife to die. David, a shepherd boy, if he had come to propose to you now, would you have accepted the proposal? He asked you, he said, David, which school did you attend? He says, the school of shepherd. <laughs> he said, what is the school of shepherd? Where is it? It's in the bush. Who is your teacher? The Lord is my teacher. Something is going wrong with him. Most of us were rejected. The same human too. We won't look at somebody. Else. Ah, I'm looking for a husband. Say, well, wife. Why don't you look at this? Person? Then you are bombarding the gate of heaven. And God said, This lady, this lady, this lady. You pass here before you realize you meet here again. Ah. You pass here, you meet, but you look at it. Can I introduce this lady to my friends? I'll be shy. Pride of life. Is it your friends going to marry her or you? Are you marrying them for your friends? Are you marrying the lady for, for, for are you going to marry her for the society? I remember somebody came, he said, Prophet. <laughs> Please, you remember that the gentleman that came, the man said, This guy, there's no, there's little sense in the man. He said, He said, I'm, you, he said, the lady, I'm, going to, I'm going to marry this lady. But my friends, they said their legs are too small, small. <laughs> oh. Upanandu. <laughs> I ask him, do you like this or is your friends that like it? That gentleman, look at him, are you going to marry? He said, uh, so they will laugh at me as the lecture, cassava sticks. You remember? You remember him? Ah! And I said that maybe the guy, there's something wrong. I said, you proposed a lady, you fucked the lady, friends, you went and showed her to a friend, the friends started laughing at the legs, you, you are becoming very, listen, you must tell them that you like cassava sticks. <laughs>
tell them that I want to put out the best cassava farm. <laughs> okay. As we grow, you'll find out that those things that we value, they no longer bear vanity, vanity. I want us to shift our heart, our life to things that last and things that will take you to heaven. You remember, especially those who are just around Medina. When the fire started, what did you take with you? Some of you forgot to take shirts. You left all the things you were struggling to buy for your life. It simply means that life is more important than every other thing in life. It confirms what Jesus said, that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own life? People gained that thing. People left their cars. The cars they were in love with, they forgot about the cars and started walking without shoes. Going nowhere. It is God to tell us that all that we are struggling for is vanity. It can be lost within a day and it can be lost within a second. Why do you put all your life upon this? Why do you put all your faith on things that will not last? I'm not saying they are not good. They are good. Everybody should seek to have a good life. But don't let your life depend upon them. I will end here.